Good morning, my friends. Camera looks off a little. We are what? We are back from our hiatus. A little breaky. Yes. Um, uh, well, there's a lot happening in these last couple of days. Are we purposely yes. playing rock music? Yes. Because okay. we're excited to be back. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Why does the camera look like it's pointing that way? Because uh, it is kind of. We okay. Didn't have time to really fix it. Got hit or something. How you doing, my love? I'm good. Are we uh, are we fully back yet? Our brains aren't quite back yet. Yeah, and I guess so much to do today. So. Yes. That annoying music off. <laughs> Thank you. It was super distracting. <laughs> I'm still got a little bit of Las Vegas excitement in me. Yeah. I guess I don't know. That rock would be a good way to get back in the, <laughs> back, in the back in the groove. Um, uh, but yeah, man. You sound nasally. I am a little bit nasally. I, we just at the very last second we went through a whole bunch of reasons why I might be a little nasally, and it has to be the cigarette smoke. I think so. Not that we were hanging out in the casinos, but we have, you have to walk through the casino to get outside. Can't go anywhere without going through there. <laughs> but we were there for Czar's cheer competition with El Dorado High School cheerleading team. And guess what? They won! They won the national championship. Yes. How cool is that? Absolutely awesome. We were excited. I mean, we were so excited because in the previous competition I didn't get the chance to go to, it, it didn't go that, that well. No. But sometimes you need that. Sometimes yes. you need to lose in order to know how to win. Absolutely. As they say in. Once in you taste circles. winning. Oh my gosh. Now they're going to be excited. Yes. And they got a little jacket and a medal. Yeah. It was a very exciting time. And it's, <laughs> uh, it was awesome. So that's, that's where we've been. We, we were out at that competition. And then uh, yesterday we were recovering. <laughs> From all the excitement. I guess so. <laughs> Well, oh, you were that, watching the Super Bowl the because Super otherwise Bowl. I could have recorded. There was the Super Bowl too. And uh, I've not watched the NFL in probably three years. Yeah. So it was just kind of only because I'm, I've been a huge LA Rams fan since I was a little kid. Oh. And as much as I tried not to get in, into uh, the NFL there towards the end, I couldn't help it because the team I've been rooting for since I was a kid uh, was in the Super Bowl. And, and they won. Uh, and they won. Thankfully, uh, I did not place that bet that I was going to place. Talking out of it. I just don't understand the rationale of betting <laughs> on a team that you don't think is going to win. Well, Cincinnati was not supposed to win, and so it didn't make any sense to bet to bet on the team that was going to win because you won hardly any money. Like, why bother? You bet a hundred dollars to win fifty bucks. But isn't winning fifty bucks better than losing your hundred? Well, no, because if I if Cincinnati would have won and I would have bet but on they're Cincinnati, they're not supposed to win. <laughs> So yeah, I know I tried the three days to try to explain it. Yeah. But um, yeah, a little different. Um, let's see who's watching. Let's see who's on today. Hey, Danielle, nice to see you. Says, hi, hi, Danielle. She says hi to everybody. Hi, friends. And says it was what? Great to see a couple players give glory to God yesterday. Yes, Amen. Uh, probably the, I think that's the other thing that got me excited about watching is that Jack was so excited about Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. And, and then and they also said that uh, the Rams are the Lambs. Yes. And so you, we had to, every reason why we had to root for the Rams and why they needed to win. Yes. And then uh, it did actually create a little incentive for me too. I don't know if I uh, told you, but Cooper Cup won the, uh, the most valuable player MVP. Yeah. And uh, he just, it, one of the things he said was God was great. Amen. Right there off the bat. But he was, uh, he was, he couldn't believe that he won. He goes, how could I win this MVP thing? It doesn't make any sense. Really? So he goes, I got to give the glory to God. And it was awesome. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to him. 
but the last drive was all because of him and uh, the quarterback. So, all right. Um, so we're back and uh, I'm just going to warn you that uh, the title of the, of the devotional is who is he who overcomes, but uh, the reading of this is, was difficult for me to overcome. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Maybe it'll be perfect this second time around. All right. I'm going to get this. And, and I don't know. Lord, more of you and less of us. Yes. Uh, give me the words and give me, I don't want to have um, the articulation. Mumbling. Yes. The articulation. Thank you for that. I couldn't even think of the word articulation. I had a hard articulation time reading the scripture too. <laughs> All right. Let's get back into it. The title is the way mm. to overcome. <clears throat> and the first reference is first John five, five. It says, who is the, who, see, I can't even get past the first three words. It's great. I can breathe. <sighs> Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? There you go. Scripture reading is 1 John 5. Amen. The greatest weakness in the world is unbelief. The greatest power is the faith that works by love. Love, mercy, and grace are bound eternally to faith. Fear is the opposite of faith, but there is no fear in love. Those whose hearts are filled with a divine faith and love have no question in their hearts as to being caught up with Jesus when Jesus comes. The world is filled with fear, torment, remorse, and brokenness, but faith and love are sure to overcome. God has established the earth and humanity in on the lines of faith. As you come into line, fear is cast out. The word of God comes into operation and you find bedrock. All the promises are yes and amen to those who believe. When you have faith in Christ, the love of God is so real that you feel you could do anything for Jesus. Whoever believes loves he whoever believes loves. We love him because he first loved us. When did he love us? When we were in the mire. <laughs> what did he say? Your sins are forgiven you. Why did he say it? Because he loved us. What for? That he might bring many sons into glory. What was his purpose? That we might be with him forever. Amen. The whole pathway in the whole pathway is an education for this high vocation and calling. How glorious is how glorious this hidden mystery of love is. For our sin, there is the double double blessing. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory, our faith. To believe is to overcome. I am heir to all the promises because I believe. It is a great heritage. I overcome because I believe the truth. And the truth, truth makes me free. Christ is the root and source of our faith. And because he is in our faith, what we believe for, what we believe for will come to pass. There is no wavering. This is the principle. He who believes is definite. A definite faith brings a definite experience and a definite utterance. Mm. There is no limit to the power of God will cause to come upon those who cry to him in faith. For God is rich and to all who will call upon him. Stake your claim for your children, your families, your co-workers, so that many sons may be brought to glory. As your prayer rests upon the simple principle of faith, nothing will be impossible for you. The root principle of all this divine overcoming faith in the human heart is Christ. And when you are grafted deeply into him, you may win millions of lives to the faith. 
Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the answer to every hard problem in your heart. Love has been perfected among us, in us. I'm sorry, one more time. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself. God confirms this faith in us so that we may be refined in the world, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. It is the Lord who purifies the and brings us to the place where the fire burns up the dross, and there, may, there he anoints us with fresh oil, so that all at all times we may be ready for his appearing. God is separating us for himself, just as he separated Enoch for a walk with himself. Because of a divinely implanted faith, <clears throat> he could testify before his translation that he pleased God. As the day the Lord hastens on, <clears throat> we too need to walk by faith until we overcome all things. By our simple belief in Jesus Christ, we walk right into, into glory. The thought for today, being more than, than overcomers, is to have a shout at the end of the fight. Wow. There's a lot of stuff in there. There is. The, the only thing that kept running through my head, I think, that also was kind of distracting was that what Jack Hibbs said at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, is that Jesus didn't come to create a religion. He came to, to get rid of religion. Yes. And for it to be all about God. And, and Jesus. Belief and faith in Jesus. Yes. And Holy Spirit. Yes. That, and that was a concept that I'm not sure that I really got until I heard it yesterday. Yes. <laughs> what Absolutely. about you? I mean, there's, there's so much in here that it's hard to focus in on one thing. That was the one thing, though, that I just kept going over and over into my head. Well, I think it's similar for me because I've had a couple of interesting conversations, three of them to be exact, the past couple of days. Uh, two of them with Muslims that I've known um, that reached out to me <coughs> for uh, some random whatever inspired them to reach out to me. And then one from a fellow believer who, who thinks he's suffering from the occult. So <laughs> they both have a perspective of being a Christ follower that is totally wrong. And I'm trying to find the words to say it gently, but like the believer basically reached out to me and said, well, you used to be a Muslim. Do you know people that could help with the black magic that, with an exorcism kind of thing? Like, against the occult. And I was like, well, Christians are the, are the strongest. You don't have a church that could pray for you. And he's like, oh no. He's like, you must be a Catholic. And I'm like, no, I'm not a Catholic. Like, it, like literally they believe that most Christians do not believe that the average Christian, I went through the power that, that the Lord said, heal the sick, cure the lame, cast out demons. These miracles greater than these you will perform. I mean, all the things that Christ said about the powers he was given us, but he thinks, no, you must be a Catholic because those are the only people who believe we could do those things. So I was struck by his unbelief of, the, of what we have in Christ. And then um, with the Muslims, we always end up back at this conversation when I tell them, I hope you reach the truth. I hope you understand that um, Christ offers a free gift of salvation. It's nothing that you can ever get from Allah or in Islam. And they always say, well, I'm glad you're happy, but we all worship the same God. And, and, and this time, 
I, I usually say, I pray, I'll pray for you to find the truth. I do not say, yes, you're right. We worship the same God. Never, ever will I do that. But I'm trying to think a way of saying yet again, um, I understand that you think you we worship the same God, but you won't come to truth until like, I'm just finding, I'm looking for the right words. But this, this devotional is rich with why our faith is so different. Why, why being a Christ follower is different than a religion. That's what I was getting. That's what I was getting from this whole thing. Right. Is that I'm so distracted by what he said that it's, it's that he didn't come to create a religion. And for you to follow a bunch of rules. rules. And every time I was reading that, that's what I kept seeing and everything that he was saying. It's just this, this amazing love. Right. Why did he do this? Well, it was because he loves you. How, how does it, you not understand this? You've never seen this kind of love. That's why you don't understand it. This right. love is beyond what you could even imagine. Right. So every time I read something, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's even, even more clear now, even though it's, it's full of words. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and then I keep wanting to throw, uh, you know, my flesh into it, I think. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, even the sentence didn't make yeah. any sense because my, it's, a, it's not making sense to who I am as a human being, that it's supernatural and above my understanding. Exactly. That really, that always makes sense, right? Yeah, of course. Because sometimes those things, when you're reading them, it's just like, I don't understand. It's like when I was a little kid trying to understand the universe and the stars and that the stars weren't really in those spots where I could see the light. That's where they were five years ago. That's how far away they are. That they're light years away. The star is not there. It's actually somewhere over here because it took that long for it to reach my eyes. And so I was like, I would look at the sky and say, I, I just don't understand. It doesn't make sense. It was so beyond my understanding. And yet not. <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, like, you, the, the God so loved the world, he sent his only son to die so that we may know that we could have eternal life. So in, it's conceptually quite simple, but in magnitude is so great that we have a hard time believing and wrapping our heads about, around. <clears throat> so in Islam, they say specifically, God is omnipotent omnipresent he's greater than the universe he's beyond time and space how could the christians believe that god can come to earth and go to the toilet and mm -hmm. eat and it was like and as a muslim you're constantly told this mm -hmm. and you think to yourself yeah those christians so foolish why would god do that and you say wait a minute this is the god of the universe why is your god so small that he can't come to earth mm -hmm. Like, why have you limited God to say he cannot come to earth? Why not? It's his earth. Why couldn't he come to earth? Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's actually flipping yes. on, its, on its head the argument that, no, God is greater than the earth and God couldn't come and eat and then die. It says, yes, because the only way, and you showed for thousands of years throughout the Bible, that man cannot save himself because he can't follow three rules. Hmm. So God's plan all along was to wrap himself in flesh, come to earth, have his son pay for the, the sins of man so that we could be redeemed and restored and come back and spend an eternity with him in heaven. This love story is what I'm trying to explain um, to, form, is to my fellow uh, Muslims, was that... This is about a love affair that God had with humanity 
told through the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is not about going to church. It's not about whether you were baptized as a baby, as uh, Pastor Jack was talking about yesterday. He says, you cannot be born a Christian. Nobody's born a Christian. You could be um, culturally familiar with Christian practices because your parents are Christians. But in order to be saved and to receive the Holy Spirit and to be in a love affair with Christ, you have to meet Christ. Not even just read his word. You have to actually encounter Christ. And so I encourage everybody to do that who hasn't done that yet. And then when you do, it's hard for the people that you knew who you were before that to understand, like, you're this new person that you are. Right. And they get offended. <laughs> As if you're, it's a ruse. <coughs> you're trying to pull the wool over their eyes. Yeah. <coughs> so sorry, my friends. It's kind of, um, it kind of reminds me of, uh, we, I have a, I have a friend <laughs> that I've never met. I mean, I've never met him in face to face online <clears throat> and, um, um, it's in the CBD world. Okay. And, uh, when I started using the, the CBD as a supplement to you know, my nutrition and that kind of stuff there, I saw mm -hmm. some benefits from it. Yes. Such benefits that I wrote two books about it. And then one of the books I dedicated to him. Yeah, this is a guy that I never met in yes. person. <laughs> and um, you you have these these things where this this world of the CBD world. When I, I immersed myself in it so deeply, kind of like when you came to faith with Christ, right? You dove into the Bible and wanted to learn everything that was about it. I wanted well, this to. This is not the same thing. No, but no, no, it is. Yeah, this is CBD <laughs> because you have to understand that it's not THC, that CBD, but you just immerse yourself into it so that you knew a lot about it. Well, for a moment there, I guess this guy thought he and I were like disciple and student. Like you're not connected. It is. Hold on one second. Yes, that we were. We had this connection, and we did. I mean, because I interviewed him a couple times online, and I did a bunch of stuff with him and that kind of stuff. But then things move away from that, right? I, I meet you. Um, we, we we put together a family. There's a lot of other stuff going on, and then my my faith gets stronger. And so I moved away from that, that, that world and what else the multi-level marketing world right. and kind of stuff. And suddenly it's almost like he's, he's like, so angry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you so see the weird. point that I'm getting to? It's kind of that say like all of a sudden they don't understand that my, my face-to-face -face personal relationship with you and my personal face-to-face uh, -face relationship with Jesus Christ has taken over and makes it difficult for me to maintain a, a relationship with people and that's yes. a number of people i have a lot of friends april roga she seems to understand that it, yes. you know that you know a online friendship of people that i've never actually met in in life is going to sometimes be pushed to the back, right pushed away a little bit and that some people can become so, become so angry <laughs> like you, and you say stuff and i go i have no idea what you're talking about you know i, I tried to get you involved you tried to get me involved in another business yeah. And I, and I just didn't have time for another business. Yes. You know? Um, and so you can see that I can, I, I have that example that also I know that there's other people in my life that were part of the old life that are wondering what happened. Where did you go? Like yeah. suddenly you disappear and it's not that you disappear because I don't like them anymore. It's just because you separate yourself from the old life and it, and it, it offends them. Well, one of the girls who reached out to me said, I'm sorry you were so hurt by Islam. Like they think uh, I'm yes. disgruntled. Yes. And I was like, no, I was disgruntled, 
But that just created a door for me to meet the living Christ because without the, without the disappointment, without the open heart, I couldn't meet Christ. And, but that wasn't ultimately what created that love affair. You know, it's, he reached out um, and called my name and I, I, I just couldn't turn back. It was never, it was just, it was a supernatural encounter. Um, in my own way, my road to Damascus experience, it was just, but it's hard to convey that to people who have not had the experience. You want them to have the experience. You want them to find truth, but you uh, sometimes are at a loss for words. Um, I just wish I knew the scripture, uh, but you'll, you'll, you'll probably know it. Oops, sorry about that. Um, and that is, you know, there's probably more than one place where he says that they will hate you. Yes, and for my name's sake. Yes. Is that once you, once you fall in love with Jesus and, and, and have faith and begin to share the, the gospel, that there's many people in your life that will hate you. Yes. <laughs> And do you think that is because, what, why do you think that is? I mean, I know, I know the things you just shared. Is it, is it? From, I think it's a combination. It varies. Like I know for the people I've witnessed in, in your life, like hate us or hate your transformation. Mm -hmm. It's like, why didn't you do this earlier? Why did you, why did I have to have the cool crappy version of you? Like, <laughs> why, why did I get the Holy Spirit filled version of Andy? <laughs> Um, well, some people thought the old Andy was the fun Andy. Like we used to have fun together. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, oh, people who miss you now because of that. Like, yeah. where's where's fun Andy? <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people still who would fun. think that too. <laughs> yeah, you're still fun, Shunkums. <laughs> In a different way. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I think that they could. And, but I think also sometimes they are envious. I know I've been accused of faking it. I've mm -hmm. had people who like, you're oh, yeah, a yeah. fraud. You're horrible. Yeah, you've had that. And yeah. I'm like, I, I have nothing to prove to you that whether I'm real or fake, mm -hmm. it is up to the Lord Jesus Christ to touch your heart. And I'm just here to give a message and preach the, um, and share the truth. Yeah, I just find it so interesting. People get angry. What <laughs> <laughs> particular person is, uh, you know, I trained him and his dog and they were successful and had, Good stuff happened. But now that I'm not just the dog trainer guy, that now I'm Andy doing the devotional, now it's like this. Irritating him? Oh, my. I don't know what it is. He just like such attacks. Like I go, I don't know what I did to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe, you know, I don't know. Why, why, why so angry? Right. I mean, he just comes off with some amazing, spectacular stuff. Like. Like something like, how many baby mamas do you have? Do you remember? Did you say? Did you say? Oh, okay? yeah. Like you must, you must have eight different baby mamas. So, no, I don't know why. Why you even go there? I, I talked out here that I've been married before, so I'm not sure what it is. Why he thinks that that's what? such a thing? Like why? And be like, uh, you know, it's like our, our friend Glenn who was in prison. Like, oh, you were a prison. You know, you did well, all these horrible no, things. No, he doesn't associate with anybody from his past. See, but most people the, in, in from, well, other than family. I think there's a large number of people that probably say, "Wow, I'm so happy for you." Yes, right? I would. I would think. Yes, but when it's not from a place of you know committing some horrible felony where I've served prison time, now it's something like 
you got eight baby mamas and you're a horrible person and you hate gays and you hate, I, I've never once said that I hated gay. I've never once said that I've had eight uh, baby mamas. It's just a really interesting thing that these people uh, can get. Yeah, it's so, a hostility. So. It's a hostility towards yeah. uh, Christ and faith. And um, thank you, Rosemary says, I will rejoice <laughs> with you both. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost like sometimes I go, God, if I just would have been maybe a horrible person, like a horrible person, maybe they would be happier for me. No. But because I wasn't that horrible of a person that they're like, no, we just, you know, don't like to see you happy. Like, why don't you like to see us happy? No, but it's also beyond just the the superficial, the evil spirits in the at play, the dark forces in the heavenly realms, they purposely keep us at odds because they don't want victory for the believer. And so it will encourage where they have influence. It'll encourage them to make it hard for us. So we um, fall back. Mm. And that's what actually I think leads to a lot of black backslidden Christians is that the influences that still um, pull on them to sin can whisper in their ear and constantly tell them, you don't really want to live this life. And it's a really yeah. difficult life. Well, why do you do this? And wasn't it better and bring back old memories and stuff to try to pull that believer back. And it's not even, I don't even say that because we war not against flesh and blood, but against uh, powers and principalities of the dark realm is that it is not even them consciously knowing they're trying to do that to you. It's, it's the enemy pulling and using them as the person to pull on you. Right. You know, so a lot, some of it is even spiritual that has absolutely nothing to do with the individual, but they're being used to, steal, kill, and destroy, and to get us off of our path. Right. I think the funniest thing for me is that people will leave a private message and go, how can you let that person stay on your, your social yeah, media? Yeah, you love that, man. I go, I, because it, it's just proof. It just, it, it shows, it just shows proof of the attacks. And uh, I don't know why that's useful, but. I, because people need to see it, that, that, you know. That <laughs> and sometimes they, see, they need to see my response. They need to see that that there is a response that you can have to people that maybe uh, one that glorifies God in some cases, not always, but sometimes not. <laughs> but I get you. sometimes they just go, why so angry? <laughs> I don't it understand. Makes them look angrier. <laughs> yeah. Be, Hi, they, Carl. And then hey. they come out even stronger. Like, Oh, you, it's, it's one of my favorite things about social media. All right. <laughs> Carl Whitney. He's had quite Hi, the, the weekend too. I think. Uh, his one of his sons has been wrestling and doing yes. very, very well. It's awesome. Um, Carl says, I'm sure Paul had the same haters and people said, I like Saul better. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. He absolutely did. Uh, fellow Romans. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, we like that guy that used to. No, was, Paul was the, uh, even though he was a Roman, for sure, he was yeah. a Pharisee. Yeah. Uh -huh. So the Pharisees missed him. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I want to go back up to what then. Yes, Danielle, here we pray for your friends today together. Yes, but prayers. if you don't mind, I can do it at the end after we get through the for scripture. Sure. Yes, uh, absolutely. And Rosemary, hello, Rosemary. She says, told through the story of Jesus Christ, powerfully said. Thank you, Rosemary. Awesome. So let's get to some of these scriptures. This one. Yes, because First John 5 is long, and it's, it's quite deep. And this is, here we go. it's actually what I thought of in response to... 
we all worship the same God and understanding the difference with the God of the Bible and just the relationship with Jesus Christ is not worshiping the same God in this kind of interfaith ecumenical way. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone who loves him, who begot also who loves him, who is begotten of him. So poetry by, <laughs> by John. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit who bears witness because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the father, the word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For the witness of God, for it is the witness of God which has testified of his son. He who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he does not believe the testimony that God has given of his son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the son of God, that you may know you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the son of God. Pause here for a second. That you may know you have eternal life. So if you are, don't, do not have that surety, then you need to go back and make sure that you have that relationship with the living God, with Jesus Christ, that you are sure that you have eternal life. And now back to the scripture. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we asked of him. If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask, and he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. There is sin leading to death. I do not say that he should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is sin not leading to death. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who is born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And we know that the Son of God has come and given us an understanding, that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourself from idols. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and that's so, uh, I don't know, at times it's very easy to convey, and at other times it's so deep that people... That's why the Lord said he spoke in parables, that they were this very unique way in which those who were chosen to understand would get it. And so we are commanded to preach the Bible, but we do not convert. And so that message has to penetrate 
and it has to be predestined and it has to be ordained by God. So we don't know who's preordained. We don't know who's destined, but when that clicks, that's God's ultimate um, selection, mm. election. Wow. You know, for the first time, I'm just thinking about how all this has transpired over the last couple of years. Now that I'm thinking about it, is that this this other um, thing that you know Jesus tells the uh, the disciples to just we're, just come with me, like just leave. No, I need to go say goodbye to some people. I need to bury the dead. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes, the, no, let the dead bury the dead. <laughs> No, just come with me. And I go, but I need to say about no. And I start to, now that I've opened up this little can that I have not thought about, and is that how many people in my world with Viseo, for instance, that I, we were talking on a regular basis, and then suddenly we're not talking to any of those people. It's not because I hate them. It's not because I don't love them and care for them and want them to also have the same thing. It's just, there's just, well, there was no time. Bye. There was, yeah. <laughs> Gotta go. You, you just, I just walked away. And it was like, I can, I probably can think of 30 or 40 people. I got, was interviewed like almost every day by people. And then we'd have little conversations afterwards. And then suddenly being in that world and then suddenly gone. I, I get it. And then there's, I mean, couple, for me, it makes there's gonna be a couple hurt feelings. Yeah. Uh, Vinny Pizzo that. being one of those people, but he and I, church we, friends. We, yeah, we were church friends and we had faith together. And his faith, I saw get also get stronger at the same time. My faith was getting Yes. And so you, you kind of take some of these people with you along the way, not take them, but you like come with me is that we were on the same path. His faith got way stronger. Yes. And it was at the almost so, exact same period of time with the same pastor in the same church. Yes. <clears throat> and then we saw the people that were very faithful. At least we thought they were. And then realized, Ooh, wait, what's going on? Right? Was, and then we separated those two. That was crazy. So I'm so sorry, friends, but I'm just now realizing these are the things that are just coming to, come on a light that I did not even think about before. How many people were just gone? Well, and the Lord is gracious that way. Like some battles he makes us face and others he doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, uh, people talk about that all the time. As, as, <laughs> as soon as you step on this path, the furniture rearranging, yes. the pastor Jack always makes a joke is that once the Holy spirit moves in, some people stay and some people go. And we just have to trust that the ones that go are on purpose. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the ones that stay hopefully are there to support you on the way and maybe even just for a season, mm -hmm. not necessarily uh, for a lifetime. I kind of feel bad because I was just thinking about some, somebody uses a phrase, I forget, I think it's called an Irish goodbye or something like that. You remember this where you're at a party, you know, maybe a Christmas party, you know, with a bunch of friends and, and there's probably 30 or 40 people there. And it's, it's getting time where we're tired. And we want to leave. And you're thinking, should I start going saying goodbye to everybody or should we just sneak out? And then when you sneak out, it's called something. I forget what they call it. If anybody knows what that's called, but there's a reference to it. But there was a little bit of that in, our, <laughs> in, our, in my life where I just didn't want to, how am I going to Well, and see, that? and no, yours you was kinda, different. Like, see, mine, I was basically exiled. Like, I, I was just like, because I left Islam, I was just goodbye. Um, but you, you just... <laughs> Kind of, I could see how it would have created a different kind of hostility because mm -hmm. they're just like, what happened to you? Why did you just leave like that? I, well, I got to admit, though, one of the funniest is one of your church friends who's just kind of like, 
what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) They've known him for what, 15 years? And they're just like, I don't understand. I don't don't understand what's happening right now. You mean before when you were here, yeah. it wasn't, so, and I, said, I had to tell him, I said, yeah, I wasn't just, I didn't get it. Yeah. I was a guy showing up at church to be religious and, they, and they're kind of still scratching their head. Like, I don't understand what that, what that means. Like, well, then maybe. Then maybe that's what you're doing. <laughs> you gotta be careful, folks. Don't spend decades walking around a church without yeah. meeting Jesus Christ. Right. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of people because I think Buddy was one of those guys that you were so involved, dude. Right. Like, how is it you now? Now you believe in Jesus Christ? I know. Sounds right? really weird. So interesting. Sorry, there, there, there's just so much come to light here that I did not even realize. It, yes. Um, it's a, it's it, it can it can be a little bit selfish. In in the sense that it's, but it's not. It, if 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 it, when it's about God and about your relationship with God, it, it's. That's what it's all about. I, yeah, I didn't, no, I, I didn't mean selfish. to be selfish. I just, I found that my life was transitioning and it was time for a change. But did you make a conscious choice not to speak to anybody? No. It was just a change. Yeah, they should be used to be my dad. I don't respond to text messages anyway. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I told you the other day, I spent about a good, it seemed like 30 minutes deleting texts and i still have 298 unread text messages yes just how is that possible make sure everybody knows that that you know annie doesn't <laughs> respond to text messages <laughs> I don't be people, don't be offended i tell people that i go let me give you Hedia's number because you have to <laughs> talk to her and she'll make sure that i do it okay uh first john 4 18 there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves tor- torment but he who fears has not made been made perfect in love mm. Yes, that's what all this panic about the pandemic and getting sick is that when you know you have eternal life and you are in this relationship with Jesus Christ, that that kind of fear should leave. It is occasional, I think, anxiety. I think we all get anxiety, but we shouldn't have the fear that involves torment. Right. So you'll announce the scripture and then I read. Sometimes. Okay. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him. Amen. To the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ has anointed us is God. You can have this one. <laughs> Thank you. Luke 5.20. When he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. When I read that, I think of it of uh, the you know, 70s, 60s. Man, your sins are forgiven. Nice. He's not, he's talking about the man. <laughs> Hebrews 2.10. <clears throat> for it was fitting for him, for whom all things and by whom all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through their sufferings. The captain. The captain. <clears throat> to make the captain Captain. Like the head of. So our salvation is made perfect through our sufferings. I think that's one of those words where they changed it to something that we could more understand. Do you think actually like the Hebrew would be like? Oh, for, I mean, 
Of course, the Hebrew is different, but they just use words to capture. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit um, to bring them in. Yeah. Right. No, the captain, I think he's captain of the police department. Leader, yeah. right? John eight thirty two, And you shall knew, know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Another interesting thing that this uh, lady said to me about Islam, and she's like, well, I'm glad you found, she's actually from Afghanistan. And she says that, you know, I've heard what you've described to me from the missionaries here, but I don't think I could ever change my religion. It would be very difficult. So a lot of times, especially in Islam, because of the fear of being an apostate and losing family members and the cultural, emotional, familial ties, people don't want to encounter Christ because it just means instant suffering in their minds. Shake up their world. Yes. Cause grief. Cause grief. But I still encourage you to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And you don't have to go to a church to do that. Meet them online, pray, get a Bible, just do the things that will give you a chance to draw close to him that doesn't require you to risk your life. Well, there's people that are just risk averse. Exactly. And, uh, whatever it may be. Yeah, whatever it may be. They just don't want to change. There's people that live in the same town they were born in. They've never left because of some of those things. Yes. They don't want to encounter a new community and have to find a new church or have to find new friends but maybe that's the very thing you need to do is to surround yourself with different people yes because the people you're hanging out with ain't helping <laughs> <laughs> right for the most part it's like you moving from also like Westlake to your Belinda and, uh, you just you just got up and went like you're so used to moving I'm used to moving <laughs> But um, I'm, or shall I say, I'm used to running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I hope this was a move, not a run. <sighs> oh. I, yeah. Okay. And then I want to pray for yes. people to institutional versus faith. <laughs> Rosemary says, thank you. I'm resonating with the discussion here of institutional versus faith. Well, I think it's, Thank you, Rosemary, because it's something that is very unique. It's a, it's a unique experience to not come from, to not be from a culture of Christianity. So for me, uh, I, I met Jesus Christ all on my own. Like I, I still to this day don't have a family from which I come from. I'm the only believer in my family. So it is, but I realize so many of American Christians have institutionalized institutional Christianity. They grew up in a church. They either love the church or hate the church because they grew up in it. They have family and friends that are Christians and they can eat. What worries me is that you guys can spend your whole lives um, pretending to be Christians without ever meeting Jesus. Uh, and it's, it's very, uh, it's risky not to have uh, an encounter with Christ because you won't have that miraculous experience of what it means to be um, touched by him. 
Well, Jack, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs said, went so far as to say that he doesn't even call himself a Christian anymore, if I'm right. saying his words yes. right. Because I don't, I don't even like saying I'm a Christian, because I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And, Amen. And that's how much he doesn't like, I hope that's okay to say. The that. terminology. He doesn't like being considered religious. Right. Or being in a religion. I think it's also because of what the association is with the people in the religion that aren't necessarily believers that right. call themselves Christians right. and the things, the atrocities committed in the name of Christianity and it, and the concepts that are floated as being Christian concepts. Many pastors doing damage to Christian and their wokeness. And the opposite, the prosperity ones that are buying jets. He was talking about <laughs> with people's donation money. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, uh, Marx talks about that too. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's so funny. The, the yacht. Like, why, 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 do you, why do you need a yacht as a pastor? <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop at all the islands where they haven't received the gospel with our yacht. All right, let's play, play. Let's play for your friends. Let's pray for your friends. Okay. And my friend. Our friends. And all of our friends. Uh, Dear Lord, thank you uh, for receiving us today and for creating the atmosphere of your love and your power. Oh, Lord, we come to your heavenly throne of grace and we ask that you pour your grace and your love and your spirit out on us. Give us a fresh anointing that today and this week uh, that we may walk around and inspire our friends and our family to get to know you. May they meet you and encounter you in the words that we say or some actions that we may take that reminds them that you live in us and that it is your spirit that animates us, that gives us joy, that gives us peace, and that they be drawn to you, more of you and less of us, Lord. Help us to be your royal priesthood, those that are wearing the full armor of God and that are salt and light in the world, that wherever we may be at the grocery store, at the kids' school, at work, at the park, at the gym, that people may notice the light that shines from us and be drawn to it and ask so that we may share the gospel that it is the light that comes from knowing Christ. We ask, Lord, that we not be religionists and that we may not be like the Pharisees or the Sadducees speaking down commandments onto others and that uh, not only drawing them to your word, but to the living God, the son, the word that came to earth and was wrapped with flesh and dwelt among us, the one that came so that we could have right standing with you, Lord, that would forgive our sins, that died on the cross and rose again so that we may be redeemed. It is a simple and powerful truth, but it is our faith. It is our faith to believe and we want others to believe because we know you want none to perish and that you want all of us to have everlasting life and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And we ask that you open their hearts to this Lord. We know that your time is drawing near and we don't have a lot of time, uh, Lord, so that uh, we ask that you give us power and that you draw your sons and daughters closer to you and that they may know you better and they may Appreciate your word and your parables and your Bible come to life, Lord. The Old Testament, the New Testament, the words come to life and that we see your prophetic scripture and your commandments and the practical application to our everyday life, Lord. Thank you um, for faith. 
thinking most first and foremost for our faith. Uh, we ask for good health for our families, for our children, for our communities. We ask for you to protect our children from the enemy, all our family members, and that you uh, give us a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit and that our children are not born Christians, but that they may confess you for themselves, Lord. Uh, it's in the matchless and mighty holy name of Jesus Christ that we pay, that we pray. Amen. Amen. A couple of things you were saying there reminded me to tell everyone to follow um, uh, Amir Safardi, um, who was um, also be found at Behold Israel. Right? Yes. Behold Israel. Uh, you can find it on his Facebook page. Just type it in there. It'll come in. It'll come up. And um, some of the things that are occurring around the world are very troublesome, very troublesome, but also pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> At the same time. Yes. I want to answer Jan to asking for prayer, debating whether to go to ER or not. That's the last place I want to go. Uh, Jan, we're praying for safety and protection over you and that the Lord's hand and, and grace of uh, his, his wisdom over you too, that you make the right decision. Don't be afraid of the ER. I know we were afraid of that for Andy, but um, I know a couple of friends that have that purposely avoided it and it just made it things worse. And know that um, if you're talking about COVID or whatever, you have the right of uh, options. They don't uh, take you in anymore and just incubate, intubate you. So you have options. They have treatments. They have the antibodies that they're able to give now. And they're much more proactive than they were a, a year ago. So God willing, um, you could have a, a positive experience and make sure that whether it's you or a family member, you get the, um, the treatment that you need. To get better um and i would say having an advocate somebody that's um, clear-headed yes um, to follow the protocol to support you very important uh you're obviously is so important um to me when i had to go to the emergency room to be there to be the person talking to the doctor and listening to the words yes and i had a, the, this odd and this is a very short story but i um had a, a, a biopsy done and God was my advocate and brought uh, Andy Broadway out of the blue right? to the emergency room to advocate for me. I don't know. I, it's a miraculous. I can't even explain. I'll have to explain another show, but he just showed up and he goes, I don't know why, but I had to come into a hospital out in South Orange County. That's not even close to where I was living. It made no sense. And all of a sudden I woke up and there was Andy Broadway. He goes, I don't awesome. know why I came. I just felt like I needed to be here. And he came at the right time or else I probably would not be here speaking. Yes. Uh, and so have somebody for you jan that can advocate and, so, for and she says it's not covid so even more reason why you should go then if you need it yeah, sure. <laughs> i i totally understand the whole covid thing people are like yeah. petrified they don't know what's going to happen when you go to the hospital for covid but um if it's something serious and carl agrees to exactly don't wait too long to go to the er if you need to go i had those same thoughts when i went to the er last july and actually i have one friend recently just went through that and unfortunately her husband passed away so I am not going to say it's from complications not going to the ER, but when you wait too long and the lung damage gets too bad when it's COVID. Talk about COVID. Yeah, we uh, often had um, through our lives, we were told that the doctors are another one of those trusted people that you're supposed <laughs> to be happy. And your father right. uh, was a doctor uh, and a very skilled doctor that even trained other doctors. But it's, it's sad what has happened to the medical industry that we don't. That, that's we don't what, trust. We, right, that we're scared of doctors. We're scared now. of doctors. What happened? You know, they were so loved in our community, and yes. now it's just become like reporters. Yeah. 
they're like journalists. We're like, what? No, you're you're lying to me. So weird. Every time I talk to a doctor, you'll say something like, did you do this? Did you do that? I go, no, because I'm, I'm still like very trusting. Yes. And I, and I love my doctor. And uh, but uh, yeah, just have somebody else. It's important to have an advocate. To support you. An advocate. All right. Oh, you know what? We have to tell people about this great app. It's called the Edify app. It's where you can find Christian podcasts of which we are on. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. <laughs> all right my friends we love you guys have a great day uh jan will be praying for you today yes for sure and feel free to message me jan if you need anything yes all right we love you guys we love you jan take care bye, bye.